the Auro Malpractice podcast contains material not suitable for most audiences. Listener discretion is advised. If you are a child or easily offended, turn it the fuck off now because we don't have time for your bullshit. shit back to our shit place it's the oral malpractice podcast hi everybody i'm dr chris and i have alongside with me dr shit towel and dr tom did you say dr shit place like what did you say i didn't hear what you said at the beginning well i wanted credit for this for the shit towel thing this is my fucking idea <laughs> well you got credit for the shit towel oh, like oh, no one's gonna patent that on you buddy i, I promise yeah. you know i just the I, opening was bringing our shit back to our shit place shit towel tm Hmm, TM. <laughs> when do you use TM and when do you use the just the R? Does anyone know? I don't know? know. One is a trademark and one's a registered symbol or some shit. I don't know. Well, either way, it's fucking mine. Yeah, it, yeah you, you own shit towels. Yeah, absolutely. I'm not taking shit towels away from you, Mr. Shit Towel. Dr. Shit Towel, thank you. So how have things been going since the last time we gathered here? Everybody doing well? Any thoughts? Yeah. Feelings? I do have one thought. Okay. If you guys don't mind. <laughs> okay. You have a thought. As you guys know, I represent a lot of entertainers. Oh, yeah. And I am currently representing a very funny comedian named Marty Musklanovich. Now, he has a okay. new album coming out. Ooh. We're going to play some clips in the show, you know, on another show once, you know, the album comes out and everything. But as just as a little teaser, he has given me permission to read one of his jokes oh. at the top of the show today, if you guys are interested. Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I'm going to try to do this justice. The big difference between my pussy cat and my wife's pussy is that one of them is a vindictive little demon that's so aggressive that if you try to pet it, you never know if it's going to freak out and attack you. To make matters worse, it stinks like rancid fish, and it, it coughs up mucus-covered hairballs all over the house. Yeah. And you see, the other one, the other one's just a cat. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, then. I want to know if that guy's wife's vagina scratches up the furniture. I actually had a problem just about a week ago with my ball cock. And you might say, oh, you're getting a little personal there, Dr. Chris. What do you need to be talking about your ball cock for? That's all you ever talk about. No, our sponsors send me ad copy. I don't naturally talk about my genitalia on my own accord most of the time. Let's put a pin in that. This is stuff that our sponsors have sent. But that being said, the ball cock is actually that floaty thing in your toilet tank that makes it so that the water shuts off. <laughs> you got to keep your dick out of the toilet tank. That's just weird. Jerking off, jerking off, jerking off, penis, penis. Jerking off, jerking off, jerking off, penis, penis. Um, so that's, that's, I, I, um, penis. There's the floaty thing. There's the levery thing. There's the switchy thing. I'm not really familiar with toilets, so I'm probably going to give you a lot of vernacular. Um, there's there's the pluggy thing. There's the chainy thing. Not Dick Cheney, but he probably lives in a toilet anyway. The ball cock is the floaty thing. Why don't they just call it the floaty thing? It doesn't sound as cool. I mean, it doesn't sound cool, but you don't have to turn it into balls and cocks immediately. 
Dick Chains. Dick Cheney? <laughs> Just Dick Chains. That's a new one. That was funnier than it had any right to be. <laughs> Sometimes it's about timing. It was funnier than Marty's shitty joke. <laughs> I'll tell you that much. <laughs> but I want to know what's up with your ball cock. Is it a timing issue? Actually, the ball cock itself wasn't broken, but the pump was. Uh, so the pump that was connected to the ball cock uh, was not releasing. So it wasn't getting that spurt of water out when the ball Jesus cock was Christ. engaged. Jesus Christ. Good fucking God. <laughs> you need a ball cock if it's going to spurt. Exactly. This is just basic engineering. Give your toilet some fucking Viagra. You just dissolve that in the freaking, the the, 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 the tub, I suppose. What yeah. do they call that thing? The tank? Yeah, but Yeah, they call see, that thing the tank. Just throw some Viagra in the tank, let it dissolve. But ball cock is fixed. Viagra doesn't do anything to the balls. Viagra is a, is a cock-focused medication. The balls and the cock are absolutely related. When the cock is doing what it's supposed to be doing, the balls are doing something to supplement the cock. Maybe that's why you're supposed to focus a little bit on the balls while the cock stuff is happening. Exactly. exactly. There's not enough focus on the balls. The balls get lonely. They don't need medication. They just need a little bit of encouragement. Yeah. And sometimes something to cut off the blood circulation. Uh, um. I, we have dealt with these kind of issues before with Dr. Tom clones, and I just need to say this. Do not, under any circumstances, cut off the blood circulation to your balls. Definitely not. It's a horrible idea, and you'll probably end up killing yourself. No, I don't want that. I'm doing good. Leave that whole area down there alone. I'm a great toilet engineer. Dr. Josh, you and I had some discussions about me just as a one-time courtesy co-opting one of your segments. And I'll just let you know, I have waxed your space car and cleaned it. I did use the platinum. I do not like where this is going. No, no, no. I, I'm just letting you know, I took care of the car. And Dr. I'm surprised. Chris is waxing your space. Let me finish. I'm surprised <laughs> that space cars. I'm going to be far away when you finish. Have as many insects where in the, the grill. fuck are you going with this? I'm just saying, in exchange for me cleaning your car. and You've and done nothing. None of this. I have absolutely done this. No. Anyway, the point is Is that this some sort of thin premise for something that's going to happen later? This is a segue if you haven't been paying attention. The point is that- um, You're just making random shit up. Yes, I'm making random shit up for a purpose. Now shut the fuck <laughs> up. The point is, is that Dr. Josh and I had a discussion about- Shut up and let me tell lies. Me co-opting <laughs> one of his segments for a one-time special occasion, and that's what's going to happen just about now. Congratulations on your one-time special occasion. Animal dicks, animal dicks, dicks of an animal, animal dicks, big and burly, tiny and cute, short and fat. Animal dicks! I forgot about the gong. Anyway, this Animal Dick segment is brought to you by Dr. Tom's insecurities about his penis and his co-host not talking enough about it. Which is no, why it he, isn't. Which is why he uses his cybernetically enhanced liquid metal digits to finger bang geriatrics in the back of a car rather than Sometimes. using a satisfying 12-inch long lady pleaser like certain other hosts. Granted, this segment is not about my massive, long-lasting meat rocket, nor about Dr. Josh's smaller but equally fulfilling girthy G-spot grinder. Unlike Dr. Tom, we are both confident in the size and performance of our own dicks, so we have no pressing need for someone else to talk about them to validate us. 
Today, on a very special animal dick segment, we're going to talk about clone penises. Theoretically, a clone penis is whatever depraved concept popped into the geneticist's sick mind at the time of the clone's construction. The clone penis and reproductive system could do anything from curing cancer to starting a cybernetically enhanced plague designed to wipe out the planet. Clone dicks seem to have limitless potential. However, you'd be a fucking moron to believe in any of these clone dick possibilities for several reasons. First, clones do not need to fucking sexually reproduce. Science has proven that any dumbass with access to some 1980s computer chips, a fetish for the T-1000 from Terminator 2, a spit kit from 23andMe, and several vats of clone jelly can create as many clones of themselves as they want. Why the fuck would they make their clones reproduce sexually when literally thousands can be rigged in an empty science lab to activate upon the original scientist's death or the death of a previous clone? The only way clones reproduce is by passing their memories to the next clone waiting to be expelled out of its jelly-filled clone tube. Just fucking copy and paste one clone's memory files into the next and the new clone is ready. A cold robotic process to fit a soulless, cold, semi-robotic entity. Second, even the most depraved, unhinged, and disturbed geneticists would have some basic goddamn common sense when it comes to allowing a fucking robot-human chimera to reproduce on its own. Clones are intentionally rendered genetically impotent. Otherwise, there would be disturbing stories of women having their abdomen ripped apart by the fetus's metal skeletal structure. The minute women start explosively expelling acts against God and nature from their abdomen, as if Ridley Scott had a nightmarish orgasm inside them, is the minute the fucking world ends. The only way a scientist goes down in history is if there is still a human race to remember them and celebrate their achievements. Which brings me to my final point. If this show has proven anything about scientists, it is that they are all a bunch of fucking insecure narcissists. Do you really think that any scientist is going to clone themselves or anything else for that matter with enhanced reproductive equipment? Hell fucking no. A real scientist wants to go down in history and win awards for outstanding achievements in sexual reproduction either through the use of their foot-long, panic-inducing pleasure rod or an equally impressive girthy thumb that can hit a woman in that one spot she always dreamed another man would, but couldn't. They don't want to be overshadowed by any kind of sexual prowess exhibited by their fucking lab experiments. And who could blame them? Hell, a clone would be lucky if it gets anything more than a micropenis for expelling waste and a couple useless silicone orbs inside their scrotum. In conclusion... Clone penises are the lowest rung of the animal penis world and are a sad, pathetic waste of time and energy to talk about. They serve no logical purpose except to piss out liquid clone waste and hang above the clone's equally impotent and empty scrotum. I hope that Dr. Tom is satisfied with our investigation into the tiny, sad, micro-flap of useless skin that hangs between his legs, but can sometimes be detached and used as a cybernetically enhanced dildo and personal security uh, device rather, for old ladies to masturbate with while watching Matlock. Thanks, Dr. Tom, for the colossal waste of our time, you fucking limp-dicked douche-knuckle. Animal dicks! Animal dicks! Dicks of an animal! Animal dicks! Big and burly! Tiny and cute! Short and fat.
That was so aggressive. Well, Dr. Tom complained in our last episode about us not focusing enough on his dick, so I did the research and decided to bring it. Listen, first of all, with the exception of your unbridled rage towards Dr. Tom, I agree with literally everything that you said. (laughs) Fucking brilliant. You are right on the money. I'm speechless. Dr. Josh actually fucking agreed with me. With the exception of your little diatribe about Tom, everything you said is true. Clone dicks are fucking pointless. That's point one. Point two, there are 8.7 million species of animals in the world, Chris. Yes. And yet, as a one-time thing, you chose to do an animal dick segment about something that's not a fucking animal. It's half an animal. No. It's half human. Clones are not human. Well, there's still something. There's some form of mammal. Either way, 8.7 million, and you chose one that's on the fucking line. (laughs) Again, someone needed to say it, and you said it. Hashtag truth. Let's hear what Tom has to say. (laughs) Dr. Chris? Yes? I am glad you finally pronounced Chimera correctly. (laughs) I'm glad you're capable of learning, because everything I know about you always told me otherwise. Fuck you, Dr. Tom. I would like to say my dick is adequate to its purpose. I'm not insecure about it. I'm going to find a way of turning that into a transition song. <laughs> my dick is adequate to <laughs> my its dick purpose. Is Let me know if you want to do that to a beat. <laughs> my dick <laughs> is adequate to its purpose. Oh, gosh. Man, I probably should not have done that. You definitely shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> My dick is adequate to its purpose. Purpose. My dick. Speaking of songs, Dr. Josh, you have been continuing to scour the galaxy for new talents, and you may have found somebody to offer us some entertainment now that, unfortunately, Scooter has passed. TBD. Allegedly. Allegedly. In any case, business is booming. Excellent. And uh, I do have a uh, healthy stable of talent, one of which is a new artist named Rococo, who has a new album coming out. And this is his hit single at the top of the space charts. Okay. Rococo. I want to share it with you guys and uh, expose this to our podcast listeners for their entertainment pleasure. Ew. Let's take a listen. inside a computer. I turn myself into a tiny man and then I ate some eggs inside a computer. That's not what I would do. I ate some eggs in a computer. I ate some eggs inside a computer. (laughs) I turn myself into a tiny man and then I ate some eggs inside a computer. I (laughs) ate some I ate some eggs in a computer. I ate some eggs inside a computer. How many times? I turned myself into a tiny man and then I ate some eggs inside a computer. (laughs) I ate some eggs in a computer. I ate some eggs inside a computer. 
tiny man and then I ate some eggs inside a computer. I, <laughs> I ate some eggs in the computer. Thanks, Lane Staley. Solo, it's good solo. It's got a nice development. Wow. Yeah. That was awesome. I know. I'm impressed with the development of the whole thing. In the beginning, he was eating eggs in a computer. (laughs) And um, (laughs) by the end of the song, he was eating eggs in a computer. A computer. I was thinking either he was eating eggs very slowly or he's eaten eggs inside of a computer multiple times. Or if he has made himself into a tiny man and the eggs are still full-sized, maybe it's one giant hard-boiled egg that he's eating inside the computer. Because if he's super small... I want to know how he made himself into a tiny man. That is the title of the song, by the way. I forgot to mention that. What's the title of the song? Tiny Man. Tiny Man. It's called Tiny Man. Okay, it's not, I'm a tiny man, and I'm eating eggs inside of a computer. No, it's just tiny Maybe it's a metaphor? Because that's sort of like standing outside of a broken telephone booth with money in my hand. And that's actually the name of a song. Yeah. I want to know how he turned himself into a tiny man, because that sounds useful. Well, I mean... Eggs last a lot longer when you're tiny. Oh, maybe he'll get into that in other songs. He gets into a lot of real deep topics. There's another one uh, coming out soon called A Place for Mourning. The mourning like when the sun rises, or mourning as in sadness and mourning the loss? Yeah, that's bad. Ah, you see? Yeah, that's bad. He's very artistic, so he doesn't say one way or another. Bad. Bed. It's avant-garde. I like that term, avant-garde. It's like uh, red hot sauce. You can just put that shit on everything. I like Texas Pete. I do prefer Texas Pete's as well. Texas Pete is very generic. You can pretty much drink it. Sometimes I do. You can put it on anything. Eggs, rice, eggs and rice, rice and eggs, eggs, rice, eggs and eggs. Much harder to get in space though. Yeah, yeah. yeah I can imagine. It has to be uh, reconstituted. I hope they add that to the label. Well, by the ship's food dispenser. For space food. Oh yeah, that's right. Space food. Space food. It's space hot sauce. It's space hot. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Tom, you sent me an advertisement and you gave me a heads up that y- you wanted to give some information prior to me playing this. Yeah, it's not very much, but I feel like recently, Dr. Josh, he's been posting a lot of stuff that's cool. He finds these guys, they make these awesome songs and we have a good time. We'll make fun of them a little bit, but we'll also enjoy the song and just go along with it. And we can't wait to see what he comes up with next. And then you yourself had a little bit of a uh, talent spring, as it were, and you came up with something that was pretty cool and clever and song related and the same thing. And I felt like I was kind of being a little bit left out. Honestly, I don't feel like I'm quite so talented in a lot of the avenues that you guys are, but I figured I, I would do what I could. I created a little something for you guys. It's for you. It's for our audience. Whoever's listening, they're going to really be able to appreciate what I have to say. 
Don't worry, I'm only kidding. Hi, I'm Dr. Tom. You may know me by my many scientific studies or my series of moderately successful instructional books, such as How to Build Your Own Human in Seven Easy Steps, or How to Manipulate Disposable Losers for Fun and Profit. Or you may be one of the two people who listen to the Oral Malpractice Podcast. Either or, I have a message for you. My commitment to you as a scientist and student of the earth and the things beyond. I, Dr. Tom, do solemnly swear to never sing any songs on this podcast. I'm not some professional talent agent continuously constructing some fantastic story to hide the fact that I was ass-raped by aliens for six years. Sorry, Dr. Josh. Everyone knows you only have a shit towel because your sphincter is unresponsive. Nor am I some big-thinking mastermind who is secretly using all of you as a test group for subliminal messaging and mind control like Dr. Chris. Sorry, Dr. Chris, it's actually pretty obvious. Sure, I may find humor in ethnically homogenous sexual exploitation, or I may tinker with the moral sensibilities of low IQ narcissists to trick them into slave labor or Coliseum death matches. I might even glue my dick to the wall in the interest of science, Wait, or finger-bang old ladies for seemingly no benefit whatsoever. But I won't sing songs about any of it, and this I promise. So here it is. Straight from the horse's mouth, straight to the horse's asshole. You may now return to the conversation about dicks that I probably interrupted. <laughs> really creative, Dr. Tom. I'm not paid to be creative. I was not bred to be creative. I have to say I enjoyed that. Yeah, I did too. I definitely was not ass raped by aliens, but I do enjoy a good roasting now and again. There's a synonym for ass raping. It's called roasting. Like sp like spit roasting. I meant comedic roasting. Oh. None of that shit happened yeah. to me. Yeah, that's different. Definitely was not ass raped by aliens. I'm not really sure what level of mind control I'm exerting over people or whatever. But that's what mind controllers would say. I mean, you can you can claim that. I honestly don't know what people listening to this podcast would ever do on behalf of my statements. Kill Dr. Tom. I mean, nothing. You should ask those two guys, whoever they are. Yes. One of them's definitely not me. And the other one is definitely yeah, not absolutely. Chris. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of the people that listen to our show, uh, hello and welcome to Questions and Answers, the part of the show where Dr. Tom and Dr. Josh attempt to answer questions from our listeners while Dr. Chris talks over everyone like a fucking asshole. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Questions and Answers. And uh, I'm your I'm your host, Dr. Chris, and. We are, we're here today to answer your questions. and Get on with soothing. it. What are the questions? All right, fine. Fuck both of you. Question number one. Is George from George's photo parlor single? Sincerely, a questionably lukewarm girl. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> definitely. There's no doubt in my mind. I, I have a feeling that he's only interested in hot girls. He's kind mm. of surface level like that. I think that might actually just be his uh, his persona. He likes to project out into the world. I'm willing to bet he's willing to take that 10 and bring it down to about a uh, two and a half. If you want to go on a scale from two to 10. It's totally subjective too. a 10 for him could be like a two and a half. Right. He might define hot as like you have most of your teeth. 
and you're like under 400 pounds. That's true. I think what this person needs to do is just send us naked pictures so we can send them to George. And then George usually rates most women based on the pictures they send. No. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely not. No. And let me just say very clearly, if you are a lady or a man, we do not want to see your pictures. If you are a lady or a girl who is under 18, do not send us fucking anything. Definitely oh, no. not. Shut this podcast off. You shouldn't even be listening to no, it. No, 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 no. George doesn't want those pictures either. So, yeah, definitely not. If you're under just, the age of 18, absolutely if you're, not. If you are either sex or intersex, whatever you are, if you're a clone or an animal and you're under 18, don't send us anything at all. I don't care if you're wearing a goddamn winter coat and fucking slacks. Don't send me anything. I just don't yeah, want to know what you not. look like anyway. Yeah. Um, okay. Even if your face is blacked out, your whole body's blacked out, and the whole picture is just a big black square with a background, don't send it to us. Well, if it's yeah, just I- blurred out, if you've made a picture of yourself and blurred your entire body out or the whole picture out, don't send it to us. So, so don't send us pictures, because the problem yeah, is if you basically. send us a black cube... Don't send Dr. Us- Josh will assume it's a naked picture of you. <laughs> Don't send us any communication if you're under 18. <laughs> Actually, you know what? At Think all. about it twice, even if you're over 18. Don't send us a text message. If you take a screenshot of a text message and you put a big black square over all the text or you blur <laughs> it out, we still don't want to see it. If it's, just a, if it's just plain text that you have altered in some way, so, so, even, so that's completely illegible, don't send it to us. We don't want to see it. Not interested. If you're under the age of 18. Want to make it very clear that in no way, shape, or form are we soliciting anyone for fucking anything. Whoever you That's are, correct. do not send us feedback ever. If you are over 18, don't send us shit because we can't verify that you're not <laughs> under 18. <laughs> At least think about it twice. <laughs> yes. No, don't just think about it twice. Don't fucking do don't it. Don't do it. <laughs> okay. Nobody send us anything. Our slogan when it comes to user submissions of anything other than listener questions is no fucking thank you. Don't be submissive to us. Now you just made it weird. Yeah, it's kind of creepy the way you say it. Come down to George's Photo Parlor this holiday season and meet your favorite Christmas time personality, Santa Claus with no pants on. And if you're a hot girl and sit on Santa Claus with no pants on's lap, that day, you can have all your naked pictures taken, free of charge. <laughs> Hurry now before Santa Claus with no pants on's legs get cold. Question number two is actually uh, surprisingly relevant to the statements that you just made, Dr. Tom and Dr. Josh. Oh, God damn it. They've already transgressed my clear instructions. Delete it. This listener question is, Dr. Tom. Did you get the dick pics that I sent? No. <laughs> was was hoping you could tell me if that part will grow back on its own. I didn't get the dick pics, you <laughs> dickhead. What am I supposed to say? All right, here, let me just try to figure it out from here. Yes, it will grow back on its own if you drink enough bleach. So drink more bleach <laughs> if it's not growing back. Just keep drinking bleach until it grows back. Uh, If you die before it grows back, just keep drinking bleach as a fucking bleach zombie or or whatever ends up happening. If you drink a lot of bleach, I've never drank bleach, but I'm assuming this guy should drink some bleach. Um, It'll probably grow back. Let me just say something very clearly. If you are under 18 or over 18 (laughs) 
or just any person or animal <laughs> or anything, uh, whether you've sent us pictures or not, don't drink bleach. You should never, no, under any circumstances, not. drink bleach. If Dr. Tom shows up at your house with some bleach and says, here, drink this, it'll make your dick grow back, don't drink it. No. That is the official no. stance of this podcast. I don't even know if he's talking about his dick. I don't care what you're trying to grow back. Bleach will not help you to grow it back. We do not advocate bleach drinking in any way, shape, or form as a podcast, uh, except for Dr. Tom. And even then, the podcast as a whole does not advocate bleach drinking. Do not drink bleach. Thank you, Chris, for repeating what I just yeah, said. I, I <laughs> Oh my God, you guys, if me telling you to drink bleach is going to make you drink bleach, drink some fucking bleach. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't fucking care. Do what you want. Welcome to the Oral Malpractice Podcast. Drink some fucking bleach. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, question number three, unfortunately, is not really a question, but I, I will open it up for comments to you guys. Randy O'Reilly is a fucking asshole. I don't have a question. Um, he's the guy from Wonder Awesome Drugs that um, Stop It All was created. Oh, yeah, for. yeah. The drug that was created to kill one specific person. Well, that's cool. It, yeah. I mean, I like that idea. I'd love a drug that would kill one specific person. I've got a whole bunch of one specific persons in mind that I'd love to kill. Yeah. Like all of our listeners, because you just told well, them that's to fucking drink, drink bleach. Drink bleach. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe if Randy O'Reilly is listening, he's drinking bleach right now. I, just I, as a quick I, PSA, <laughs> Tom's uh, body is completely failing now because he's a clone and everything's degenerating, which means that's probably what's happening with his brain. And he's becoming the psychopath. The bleach is keeping me together. You probably should not listen to anything that Tom says ever again. Hi, Internet. My name is Tony, and I'm not going to tell you my last name because I don't know who you are. <laughs> Let me cut to the chase here. I'm an alleged felon serving a sentence at Rikers Island Penitentiary in New York City. After a few contractual misunderstandings and a failed presidential bid, I was somehow found guilty of fraud, conspiracy to commit fraud, and reckless endangerment. I know, right? Oopsie doopsie. Anyway, it sucks here, and I want to get out as soon as possible. So as part of my prison to parole community service program, I've swindled the courts in allowing me to talk to you, the average vulnerable citizen about how to protect yourself from dangerous scam artists like I allegedly am so that my life experience can save you from being exploited in the same way my alleged victims were. You want to know what's not fair? If you sucker a moron out of their social security and credit card numbers and get caught, you're the one who gets in trouble for it. It's not like I'm the reason they're so stupid. Blame their parents. So here we go. Tony's life advice. Winner's on the way and you know what that means. That's right. It means you need to know the best way to keep your septic tank from exploding and killing everyone in a six hundred meter radius. Wait, what? You've never heard of that? Jesus Christ on a Crisco truck. It's a good thing I'm doing this. The science here is pretty easy. All that pee-pee and poo-poo you flush down the toilet turns into gas in your septic tank. Over the summer, the gas gets hot and it starts to expand. Then, when winter comes, the cold weather makes your septic tank shrink. So what happens right around Christmas time? Boom! Explosions! Bloody shrapnel! Diarrhea swamp right in your front yard! Trust me on this, you do not want a wrongful death lawsuit on your hands just because some passing hobo's brains jettisoned from its skull in a million pieces and pelted old lady Clementine during her afternoon walk like some kind of shotgun blast. So here's a few ways to approach this issue, and I'm gonna give you the easy ones. So before some scammer comes pounding on your door with a foolproof way of keeping your septic tank from exploding, you can tell them that Tony's got you covered, and then you can write a letter to your local DA arguing 
doing for my early release. You scratch my back, I save your life. That's a pretty good deal. So first off, don't be an idiot. This is a serious problem. Unless you're a professional certified septic tank degasser, don't take any stupid risks. Simply call the only company in the world that specializes in septic explosions, the Septic Sappers. Call 1-900-462-4646. And this guy who doesn't know me, Joni Vladalahara, <laughs> will handle all of the scheduling and upfront billing requirements to keep your septic tank from exploding during the holiday season. Trust me on this. He's a professional. He doesn't know me. And his prices are very reasonable, despite the fact that he pretty much has a monopoly on the whole industry. But don't wait. Call now to schedule. And here's a little secret from me to you. If you pay up front, you bump yourself forward in his already busy schedule. Because last I heard, he's booked solid for the next three to five years. Two to four if he behaves himself. So is there another way? Sort of. But it's not always the best solution. Which, by the way, is calling 1-900-462-4646. Something else you can try is getting the neighborhood involved. It's pretty easy and pretty low effort to just get your neighbors worked up over the same problem. Then, if they find a solution that actually works, just copy them. Let them spend all the time doing the real work while you do something you actually enjoy, like increasing your KD ratio in Call of Duty or making real methamphetamine in your garage. <laughs> but if you want to go this way, you gotta test those neighbors first. So what I like to do is make up a problem, like something so stupid they never think you'd make it up. Like, Tell them their septic tank is going to explode in the winter if they don't do anything about it. And maybe just happen to tell them about an awesome company you just heard about that can fix it. Then just sit back, watch them panic, and enjoy the show. And last, this is for the real morons in the room. You don't want to go there, but if you're some kind of DIY dumbass who would risk certain death just to save a few dollars, here's what you got to do. You dig a big hole in the ground where you think your septic tank might be, right? Just keep digging till you hit something metal. Then take a pickaxe and start blasting holes into it until all the gas goes away. Easy and safe, right? Of course it isn't. And this is why I'm telling you to call the septic explosion professional at 1-900-462-4646 or trick your neighbor into doing it for you. And if you really want to go that route, you can also trick them into Mr. Guadalajara, your time is up. Well, that's all the time we have for today, but keep those character letters coming in and I'll keep the real life advice going out. I'll see you in seven to ten years. Wow. Man, like I, Who's I, that guy. Yeah, I mean, it's been, uh, you know, I, I remember something vaguely uh, many, many years ago uh, about this guy, and I'm glad that he's finding his footing. Again. I'm glad he's in jail. Well, that too. But I, I'm just saying that was I. That actually came at a perfect time to podcast because that was uh, just about as uh, coherent as our listener questions. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it seemed really inconsistent. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Are they going to come blow up my septic tank? I don't know. I'm very confused. I feel like they're going to punch holes in your septic tank the way it was designed to have holes punched in it, which doesn't make sense to me either. Luckily for me, there are no septic tanks in space. Where do you shit? Do you just let it float? <laughs> a towel. The toilet flushes into space. Yeah. When you take a shit, well, no. No, you have a shit towel. You are just the worst example of space shitting that I could think of. It's like in an airplane, but the government can't get you shit when you, because you know, like in an airplane, you, you take a shit and then it just, you flush and it you know, spits it out the airplane. Yeah, and it hits some farmer in the Midwest. Yeah, that's that's like, that's normal. But the thing is, is space has no gravity, though. It just disintegrates in space because space is a vacuum and it sucks it all it up. It sucks it all up to where? That's... Plus, no one knows that you shit because no one can hear you shit in space. Well, I'm sure the shit's all mixed with all the other shits and it just creates some weird kind of shit singularity that nobody would really be able to discern what yours... It's called an asteroid, Tom. <laughs> Ha 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 
animal is superior to the chicken. Dogs. And how can we kill them without PETA getting angry? Bleach. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> what the? These are the worst fucking questions I've ever heard in my fucking life. What, what animal is superior to the chicken? Uh, okay. Most higher mammals are... are Superior to the chicken. In terms of usefulness as a food-producing animal, there really aren't very many animals that are superior to the chicken. Yep. Are you going to find another animal that has tastier drumsticks? No, probably not. No. Chickens are easy to manufacture. You can make chickens with like eight legs. Really? I guess so. Where? Um, you're a geneticist, Dr. Tom. I'm not a geneticist. I'm a clone. There's a difference. Okay, your predecessor. And a lesser experiment of a greater life form. Chickens give us eggs. The platypus still gives Platypi us eggs. Platypi are venomous. Yeah. If you took a million monkeys. Okay, exactly one million. Stuck them all at typewriters. Uh, yes. And then okay. you took a million chickens and stuck them all at typewriters. How many typewriters per monkey? And see who comes up with one of Shakespeare's plays first. I think we're going off the rails here. No, no, this is fair. The monkeys are going to do it first because they're smarter. No. No, because they still don't know what Shakespeare is. But monkeys are smarter. No. They'll figure out how to type quicker. Uh-uh. They'll figure out how to reason. And they'll figure no, out... No, no, it's all about who has the most surface area contact on the typewriter itself. Chicken's got those fucking talons, right? Right. The chicken's just gonna be like fucking like 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 this, you know? Maybe. You can probably hear that. A monkey's just gonna like, well, probably whack off for a while. Chickens don't masturbate. That's more time on the typewriter. You don't know that chickens don't masturbate. But how does a chicken masturbate? I've never seen a chicken masturbating on YouTube. Chickens don't have fingers to finger bang their cloaca, so... Is there any degree of sexual pleasure from your cloaca? I I don't have a cloaca. I'm a fucking human being. I don't know that either. We're doing science. We got to consider everything. Is this how science works? We would need to go observe some chickens. You have to test it. Exactly. The assumption that chickens don't masturbate is something that nobody can prove one way or another. Unless you're the kind of fucking idiot that goes and watches the chickens to see what they're up to. No, I don't have the patience for that shit. So we make it up. Why do Mormons dress like they want to ask me out to their middle school prom? <laughs> Probably because they do. How old are you? Wait a second. <laughs> Is this person under the age of 18? If you're under the age of 18, we cannot answer this question. Don't ever contact us again. No. We are adults. We want nothing to do with you. But. Let's presume this is a hypothetical question in which it is somebody who is over the age of 18 just asking in general about the form of dress that Mormons use. Are the Mormons sending out middle schoolers? I don't know. Are they Earth Mormons or Space Mormons? Oh, we've already covered that. There are a very limited amount of Space Mormons. I believe they have a specific number. Is it 144,000? Is that the magic number? Yeah. They have their own planet somewhere. I don't know what the fuck it is. I hope it's called Mormonia. That sounds kind of dirty and also full of Mormons. If Mormonia has 144,000 already, does that mean all the Mormons on Earth are not counted? They're all sterile. The, Don't tell them. They're all sterile. It'll freak them okay. out. Okay. Can we call it Mordoron? <laughs> That's pretty Mordoron. good. Mordor. Yeah. Also Alderon. Yeah. Anyway. I'm just saying, if you want to demonstrate that you have the most powerful battle station in the galaxy, test it out on Mordoron, because I'm tired of these middle schoolers showing up to my house. <laughs> yeah. There's something about this question I don't like because someone <laughs> Just one thing? wanting to ask you out to the middle school prom 
there's a certain look to that. But like, what about the goths? Are you saying that Mormons are dressing like the goths that might ask each other or brood over each other to... Mormons don't brood. The broader question here, Chris, is how does one dress for a middle school prom? I'm going to go with some Jinko jeans, maybe a South Pole shirt. <laughs> maybe I'm just dating myself right now. I think what you need to do is Google, how do I dress if I want to blend in at a middle school prom? Done. No! Hang on. No! no, no, no God, no, no. no. You shut the hell up. I'm doing this right now. <laughs> Google.com. How do I dress to blend in? At a middle school. Oh my god, I got school dance. Middle school dance? That, That'll work. Close enough. Close enough. All right, image search, go. Um, let's see what we got. Uh, a lot of white dresses, a lot of black dresses, <laughs> a lot of blue dresses. I guess it's just got to wear a dress. Um, oh, there you go. This guy's in a suit, but he's also not real. This lady's wearing fucking Daisy Dukes. That doesn't make any sense. You're going to get banned. You're yeah. not going to be allowed in the dance floor. Not when your pockets are lower than your pants. Maybe you should type, what do I wear to my middle school prom? Okay, fine. What do I wear? That's not how you spell wear. To my middle school. What a great segment prom. Um, yeah. Uh, I, holy I'm, fuck. I'm, I'm I got the same goddamn dresses. Google is compromised. Okay, so I think maybe people are showing up to this guy's house wearing dresses. They're seeing a bunch of people in dresses, and they're just like, you know, these people, they might not even be Mormons. They might just be middle schoolers. If that's what your brain goes to the moment you see a dress, if the first thing that you start thinking about is middle schoolers, now you're not a Mormon, you're a fucking pedophile, and you should drink bleach. Drink a lot of bleach. The question is, why do Mormons dress like they're going to a middle school prom, right, Chris? Why do they dress like they want to ask me out to their middle school prom? So that's the question. The answer is, kill yourself. <laughs> drink bleach and kill yourself. Yeah, got it. I'm not serious about this. We don't want you to kill yourself. So what we're learning is our average listener has not mentally matured beyond middle school. Is, is that what we can take away from this? This one particular listener okay, fine. might be a pedophile. <laughs> if I swap an eyeball with a friend of mine, will I be able to see from both of our bodies? That's a good question. What? That's a great question. Finally. I like it. Fucking no. <laughs> what? How do you know? Are you saying that you're going to then connect the optic nerve of the eyeball that you're stealing to the other person? No. There's no nerves back there. It's all just brain soup at that point. Yeah. What? Presumably you'd be able to see what they see out of their skull. Why would you want to see from your friend's perspective? Because like, are you wanting friend. to know if they're checking you out or no, something? No, it's your friend. You want to hang out with them. That's the best way to hang out. Let's say you got a bowl of chicken noodle soup, hey, right? Hey man, I want to hang out. Can I have your eyeball? No, 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 not at all. Let's say you are a dude and you got a girlfriend and you just want to see what it looks like from her perspective Whoa. when you're nailing her. That just got... <laughs> You just went to a dark, dark place. That's a little strange. Yeah. I'm very narcissistic, if I must say so myself. Do you really want to see what her experience of her period is like? Because, I mean, you'd be getting that, well, too. How much can you see from up top? The eyeball's not down there. Think about the possibilities for if you're a spy. You know what I mean? Uh, Let's say that, mm. like, you need somebody else to go into, like, a bank and, like, get into oh. the safe deposit box, right? And you can't go in there because you're a criminal on the run. Just swap eyeballs with them. I'm into eyeball swapping. Honestly, I think that's actually a pretty cool idea. <laughs> oh! Like, let's do this. Who wants to swap eyeballs with me? Oh. That made it sound real weird, but... 
Okay. What if I took both of my eyeballs and gave them to my friend, and he took both of his eyeballs and gave them to me, and we started walking around? Am I seeing everything that he's seeing? I'll be hitting a lot of walls. Maybe we can actually just shout back and forth to each other or get some of those really cool high-tech two-way radios, and we can just start directing each other around? No. Like remote control. No. Why? Just... No. What if you just take one of your own eyeballs and just roll it under a door? Do you think you can just see what's under there? I think it still has to be attached to something. Oh, it's got to go into that chicken soup that they call the human brain. I feel like if you drilled another hole in your skull and put an eyeball there, you would have three eyeballs. Oh. What if your friend owed you, right? And like, you knew he couldn't pay you back. You're just like, it's fine. Give me an eyeball. And now you're seeing in four dimensions. Mm. Sounds cool to me. Or if you're like a celebrity, that could be like a service you offer. Rent your eyeball out? You know how they have like those websites where like a celebrity will rent their eyeballs out? Yeah. Well, no, so, no, 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 no. A website no. called Only Eyes. No. no. Gross. What I'm saying is that what celebrities could do for extra money is start drilling holes in their head <laughs> so that people can send them their eyeballs and then they wear it around for a few days. They get to know what it's like to be a celebrity? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. like That would be awesome. You could experience what it's like to be Johnny Depp taking a piss. That'd be amazing being a celebrity and just getting a mailbox just full of eyeballs. Yeah. I don't know how I'd handle it. And you just pop one in for a couple days. Boom. 300 bucks. What happens in the case of tissue rejection? Oh, there's no such thing as that. That's just a freaking uh, science uh, fallacy. The eyeball will never reject whatever it's attached to. So I I think it's going to work perfectly fine based on my opinion of science, which is valid because I am a scientist. This show is for entertainment purposes only. What I want to do is uh, swap eyeballs with an elephant. (laughs) See what they do with that dick. You wouldn't be able to see it. They can't see their dick. You'd be able to watch another elephant's dick, but you wouldn't be able to see your own. I think the only way an elephant would be able to see its own dick is in the middle of a somersault. Because the brain is located too far away from the dick. It's about the head being far away from the dick. Their eyes are all the way up here. And their dick is all the way down here. All right. I think we can all agree that swapping eyeballs with an elephant will make it hard to still see their dick. If you want to see an elephant's dick, you're better off just using your eyeballs in your own head. What happens if you swap testicles with someone? Who knows? Um, I don't want to know. If they're jacking off, you just ejaculate at random. No. It would be no. Um, <laughs> if somehow any of you have liked what you've heard here, by all means, please uh, shoot us an email. I want to trade testicles with Johnny Depp. <laughs> no, no, you don't. You you don't want a part of Amber Heard. Anyway, that's not how sex works, Chris. I don't know. Feedback at all malpractice. You sounded so confident. Dot com. I wonder if he calls his dick the Black Pearl. Until next time, I'm Dr. Chris. I'm Dr. Josh. <laughs> I am Dr. Tom. Do you think he has a black penis? <laughs> I don't have a cloaca. I'm a fucking human being.